Hey guys, this is Jade. And this is Tanner. And welcome to Mommy's Tell All. I have my husband on the podcast today, obviously. It's a Tanner and Jade episode. Woohoo! I'm excited. You are. I can yes. tell you're so thrilled. Yes. <laughs> I'm skipping the Lakers game right now to do this. That's oh. how much I love you. Yeah, but you have your fantasy whatever right here on the computer that you're watching literally while you're podcasting. I so. might be a little sidetracked, but I'll you know, for the listeners, I'm going to be dedicated. Yes. What, what do you got for me today, Jade? What's what's on the docket? I also want to say that it's just the very first game of the Lakers game out of like a bajillion that they play. It's so NBA opening night tonight. That's uh, we're recording. I know, but you watched like half of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's people out there that understand you because there are women who are passionate about sports like you are. I'm just not passionate about sports. Jade gets angry at the start of every new season. She's like, uh, it's NFL season. Uh, it's NBA season. Uh, it's baseball season. She acts like she's like surprised that I'm going to like be watching the games. I, I think she like hopes secretly that like one day I'm just going to like phase out of that and not want to watch sports anymore no i don't care that you watch sports it's that you watch sports and now we have three children and you leave me with all three children to watch i kind of am keeping an eye uh-huh, on them in the uh-huh, background uh-huh so that's what it is it's the it's not the sports it's the fact that it takes away from my help with the kids speaking of the kids how is life with three for you? Now we're like two um, months in. I mean, l- let me... Almost two months. Yeah, almost two months in. I'll start by saying this. The newborn stage for me is always tough. Like, I just don't feel like I know what to do with newborns. So, like, in, in general, it- it's always hard. But I will say the transition, at least for me, going from two to three was actually easier than one to two. Agreed. I don't know why. It seemed easier. Maybe just because we were already used to the chaos that you know, adding one more into the mix doesn't really change anything, but it, it has been easier. And I, I actually was worried that it was going to be like drastically nuts, you know, going from two parents to three kids being outnumbered. But it's actually been easier for me. I think it's because Emerson and Brooks have become really good friends, and they rely on playing with each other a lot more now than say them trying to play with us obviously they still want to play with us but they play a lot together now do you think that's part True. of it and honestly I, I think a lot of it and this again this might get deep i feel like everything gets deep on these podcasts with you but i, I honestly feel like your headspace has been like happier and cheerier Better. this time around and i feel like in turn that's made it easier on me because i'm not like stressed that you're stressed obviously we're st- still stressed with three three little kids it's, it's hectic but your your head's at least from an outsider looking in to your head, you've seemed a lot happier, a lot more cheerful, and I don't know, maybe it rubs off on me. Maybe it just makes the whole house. Seem- well, I think you've helped out more this time too, so I'm less stressed because you're actually helping out more. <laughs> right. I think it's because I feel like you've known that with two, I could probably handle them both by myself, but with three. I don't have three hands, so I feel like you've been more help as well, which makes me less stressed, which makes you less stressed. Huh. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) No, I 
everyone who listens to this podcast, I've given them, them some insight onto how I had a really hard postpartum with Brooks. And it could be honestly just what happened, but it also could be because of numerous things that I feel. But had those numerous things not happened, I still might have still had a hard time. So it's it's so interesting how each postpartum experience is so different. But also, I didn't want to have a hard time again this time. That's why I sought out Ashley, and that's why I sought out my postpartum doula. And, yeah. and I've done more research on like things like I'm taking a bunch of herbs. And, well, and I'm not going to lie. I, when you wanted to do all those like natural things, I'm not really like into holistic. those things. Yeah, holistic stuff. I'm not really into that. So like I, inside, I kind of like roll my eyes. I'm like, whatever, Jade, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But looks like it actually did make you happy. <laughs> so I am all on board with your decision to, I guess, take better care of yourself. That's just me looking in, but it, it seems like it's made it easier for you, made it easier for me, maybe even made it easier on our kids by taking that extra care. Um, maybe that's what made the difference. Maybe it was just, yeah, you know, science and who knows, it's random when it happens, when it doesn't, you know, inside your body. I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, doctor but uh <laughs> I, I i have been able to tell a noticeable difference in your mood which has helped my mood yeah i yeah i don't know like i said it could be due to several factors of just how my birth went and other things amongst like breastfeeding issues you know and brooks's tongue tie and, well, and just the general way he came in it was kind of right. traumatic yes so um, it could be all those things that made me have a really hard time or it could have been none of those and i just yeah it was brain chemistry chemical, yeah 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 but transition to three has been good knock on wood so far it's only been a couple months all the kids seem happy we're we're chugging along do you feel like you're a seasoned parent like or do you feel like it's different every time for you no i'm be just becoming more and more seasoned as the years go on i don't necessarily feel like i'm seasoned yet because i still have a hard time with newborns like i just can't i don't think i'd ever be good with them you don't I, feel like oh i got that i got no, it this time not around. with a newborn like I, I i feel like you think i'm helping more just because brooks is older and emmy's older and i'm like more I do better with older kids. So therefore it looks like I'm like helping more and like more engaged because I got like two kids to take care of. If it was just me and the newborn, like I think I'd go crazy still. I don't think I'm any more equipped today than I was, you know, with Emmy or with Brooks. I, what I is just, it? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I like, I wish I could, but like when they just scream uncontrollably, I can't deal with it. Even like holding them hurts. I'd, I'd rather hold Emmy and Brooks together, even though they're way heavier. It's like easier for me. Like babies feel so little in my arms and I like it hurts my shoulders. And like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm not holding them right or supporting them right. I don't know. Newborn, the newborn thing is just hard for me. And like I, you still feel like you're going to break them? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Or drop them. Yeah. I just not, it's never truly comfortable. Do you feel, even though Brooks isn't, talking a lot yet he still has expressive communication do you feel like it's just because when you just don't know what they're what they need maybe it, like as a dad you're not sure what they need maybe and yeah. the baby obviously can't communicate anyway but cry yeah i feel like i need that little bit of communication to feel like i'm doing a good job you know whereas like i don't know you just seem like you know what they need quicker than i do and and you know and you're breastfeeding that helps too like if they're in you know if they're 
crying like crazy you can just give them the boob and they kind of nuzzle into you and yeah the boob does the boob is yeah i don't have the boob yeah the boob helps even so okay so brooks i breastfed brooks for like five months five months right five months because then on my first cycle back i got it right after i got done breastfeeding we got pregnant with reed (laughs) so brooks was breastfed for five months and then I switched him over to that organic formula that was what it's like dairy free somehow. I don't know. Um, but then it was like, it's so different because formula is way easier in some ways, but then formula is harder in some ways because the boob really, you can just pop it out anytime. They're hurt boob. They're sad boob. They need comfort boob. It's not always just feeding where I feel like formula is just more of like a, it's a feeding mechanism. Right. And that's sometimes why I feel ill-equipped. Like, there are times where I can tell you're like, Tanner, just make the baby, like, happy. Make it quit crying. Like, I'm busy. And I'm like, I don't have the boob. I can't. Like, nothing I seem to do works. Well, yeah, but also there's people out there who formula feed that don't have, like, you're not just going to make a bottle. Maybe they do. Make a bottle to comfort, right? I don't know. Actually, I don't even know because I don't feel like I did that. But maybe people do. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's working for us again to the listeners out there. Whether you're breastfeeding, formula feeding, whatever works for you. Totally, because we've do been there. Because it, it's different with every kid, and if you know, you don't need to each spend equal time with each kid if you have multiple kids. I think people feel the like I, I know I at least feel the pressure. Like, oh, you need to spend equal time with Emmy and equal time with Brooks and equal time with the baby. But like sometimes you just need to get through the day and I feel like I would struggle with a newborn and I, I don't want equal time with the newborn yet. Even though that sounds bad to say, like it would make life way more difficult on the day to day. And like, I don't know, am I wrong for think, feeling that way? Like, I know I shouldn't. I, I should want to spend 50% of the time with a baby just as much as you. But like, it stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the answer for that because like me personally, I want you to, right? So I want the baby to know your scent and know your voice and know like your warmth. So for me, it's like, I want you to have that bond. I'm like, that's why I, that's why like I'm sometimes like, can't you just hold him? Because I want you to have that bond. But then I also know that even though with Emmy, you maybe did it a little bit more because Emmy was our first and a girl and she probably has you wrapped around her finger more (laughs) than Brooks does. But you didn't really do that with Brooks, and Brooks is fine, and you guys have a great relationship now. So I'm like, maybe I'm just trying to like push, project what I think you should do because that's what I want for myself. I want to have that like beautiful bond. So I'm like, you need to bond. Right. And I know I should, and I do want that. And like, I love when Reed is like, chilling and like (laughs) for like the two minutes at a time where he could just lay on me but the time is so short-lived I feel like every time he's on me he gets restless like quicker he like he'll he'll sleep on you for hours if you hand them to me his little ass like wakes up in two minutes and is screaming to high hell like I don't know but do you feel like he's feeling your anxiety because I I know you're anxious when I put when I put Reed on your chest like if you're lying on the couch and I'm like here hold Reed Maybe it is that. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe I'm not as soft as you. Maybe I'm. That not might be comfortable. true too. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe feel, I'm too hairy for him. No, <laughs> like, I well, because you're not always like shirtless. <laughs> true. 
So I just feel like it's maybe he can read your anxiety. Maybe that maybe that's what it is. But like, I told you, you always you need to give him that that like loving energy. But yeah, but like what what's better though? Like, do I need to have him just scream on me? No, I know. No. Or should I just hand him this back? This is to you? all just like hypothetical. I don't know, just like you and me, free thought talking. You know, it's I just have- us. But there's really no answer. <laughs> I know. I, I feel, but I feel bad. I feel like sometimes I like feel like I'm giving all my attention to the older kids and not the newborn. That's just, I, I, I felt yeah. that way with Emmy and Brooks, and now I'm feeling that way with Emmy and Brooks versus Reed. Yeah. But like, I'm, am I taking the easy way out just because like I'm stressed about him just screaming, crying, and then like I get stressed and then I get into like well, a hectic mood the rest of the day and like. I don't know. I just don't know what what the right thing to do is. But but he'll literally lay on me for two minutes and he'll sleep on you for two hours. So I I don't know what to do. Well, what I want to say is what you're feeling is very normal. And it's probably what a lot of us moms feel and what we call mom guilt. You know, like when you have mom guilt, it's all these feelings of like, are we being a good enough parent? So there really is no right answer. You know, you're just doing your best and that's all we can do. So if you feel like you're doing your best. I mean, I feel like I'm just, if the baby is sleeping happily, then the baby's happy. Yeah. And like, I just feel like if I spend less time with the newborn and more time with the other kids, they're happy. The baby's happy because he's with you. Everyone's happy. There's not screaming and crying and nonsense going on. Therefore, daddy and mommy are happier and it's less stressful. Don't you feel? And I'm going to catch, I'm going to be hanging out with Reed when he's a little older, more. I know, but don't you feel like you're missing out on a like very short time of his life that you want to? Are you maybe that's just a mom thing? I don't know. I mean, I like to look at him. <laughs> like if I'm being real, like I know the PC answer is like, oh yes, I should like want to cherish every little newborn moment, but like. But we don't as parents. No, moms don't either, though. Right. So, but but like, I'm kind of in the mindset of just whatever makes everyone happy and keeps the the peace people certain enough if you're on a sports team there are certain people that are good at certain tasks linemen block and quarterbacks throw you don't ask them to switch roles you do what they're best at and you're best at certain things and i'm better at certain things i do agree with that approach that like play off each other's strengths and weaknesses and whatever keeps the kids happy and that they seem to be happiest when the littlest ones are with mom and the older ones are with dad (laughs) even though touche i worry about the bond but like on the flip side like when that little guy gets a little older, me and him are going to be doing all sorts of stuff together and we'll be bonding about all sorts of things then. Like, I'm not too stressed about it, even though I do kind of guilt myself and feel bad that, like, I'm not cherishing every little newborn moment as much. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just taking the easy way out because the older kids are easy too. That could be it. I don't know. Maybe. But I do think that what's something different this time around, which was interesting I guess is because we did have a home birth and you were home and I was home and the baby was home that while I was healing and I had to be on like just in the bed like say if you're spending that first night or two in the hospital after you have a baby um, I felt like you kind of stepped into a different role and did a lot of the stuff with Reed at first. Like you changed more baby newborn diapers than I've seen you with Emmy or Brooks. <laughs> but I think it's because you kind of had to because we didn't have a nurse. And so it was like I couldn't do certain things. So you were sort of like you got, you know, you took. I, I you, had to. There wasn't another option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
that could be part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, I will do things. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, yeah, no, I'm just saying you kind of got to bond more with him as a newborn in that setting, I feel, because it kind of forced you to compared to in a hospital, I feel like, because the nurse would just help me, you know, like if if I needed help, a nurse would help me compared to like if... And I was your nurse. You were kind of my nurse this time around, in a way. Let's talk about home birth. How was this experience compared to Emmy's and Brooks, or just in general without comparing? I mean, the home was birth for you? was good. And this is coming from somebody that was against it. Like, when we were pregnant with Emmy, our first child, I was like the one saying, no, 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 we're doing it the hospital way. You know, I was an emergency C-section baby. So in my mind, like, I was thinking the worst. We need to be in a hospital in case something bad happens blah 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 so like i pushed that on you and that's what we did and then obviously well Brooks, i did a birth center but then right, we but had it, was still early. A hosp- it was in a hospital so my fears were taken care of like after the whole brooks saga like i realized like hey like women can do this whenever wherever and most times it's fine so i let go of my fears and i was actually really happy with the home birth not only was it like a good peaceful way for the mom and the baby to you know go through the whole birthing process but like selfishly like just chilling in your house an hour after (laughs) that was awesome like yeah i hate sitting in the hospital for like that day or two after it feels like you're in prison like they the nurse comes checks on you they bring you crappy food and like a zillion tests come and they ask you a zillion questions you got to meet with social workers you got to do this you got to do that you have to wait for permission to leave and 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 while they're while they're performing you know important tests and they're you know they're performing they're they're checking on the baby they're checking them on to make sure they're they're good a lot of times like at least with our first couple of kids i felt like we were just like going through the the motions a little bit and just waiting for them to like get on shift to like check us out and this time i was able to chill at the house and the, we just kind of fell into our normal ro- routine um we just started life instantly Mm -hmm. um and i kind of liked that i liked that we didn't have to be away from our other kids um you know they they were able to just yeah when they woke up they just came in the room um we were just able to start our life as our new family of five quickly and easy but as far as the actual birthing process it, it was you know it was weird like filling up the tub at first and like visualizing it happening it happening just in our bedroom but once we were it was going on like there's really no difference if it's on a hospital bed or if you're at home as long as everything goes okay right which is yeah I mean which I was low risk so um the only thing we were we were worried about was another precipitous labor but which is why I felt like I wanted to do a a planned home birth this time you know yeah but it was it was good I liked it I I was against it and now I would actually recommend it as long as you're low risk and um, are comfortable with with that portion of things, um, right? If you want a natural birth, yeah, yeah, obviously that's or I part guess of it. unmedicated, unmedicated but, um, birth. But yeah, for the husband, it was cool. It was it was easier. <laughs> what did you think about the midwives while they were there? Were you watching them at all when I was laboring? Or I mean, I'd seen people before. I know. Do you feel? A, I'm just saying. Do you feel like it was any different than a doctor? I guess I had a midwife. With you had a midwife Emmy. with Emmy. I mean, I, we were in a hospital, but. Then there were like nurses and doctors around kind of, but the midwife was the one mm-hmm. doing most of the work. So 
it, it was really just the setting. I mean, they were very obviously focused on like making it relaxing, you know, mm-hmm. they had like cool music playing and like the lights. That was were my dim. music. Whatever. <laughs> but like it was just very, they were very focused on just keeping it calm and chill, which was, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the back, in the very back of my head, like I, uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like worried that like what if something bad happened and we had to like rush you or the baby into like a surgery and like you know that their little little creeps thought went into my head like if something bad happened would we be equipped to handle that problem at home but so like that, that I think that's normal I have I had those feelings a little too I feel like that's just right. the natural what if right because like but I would think that about any birth even right. if I was in a hospital you still kind of have that what if right but in my mind I was like well a 30 second run down the hospital hall to get you to the surgery room versus a you know 10 15 minute car or ambulance ride mm-hmm. what if that was the difference like that's the only piece of it that was just like a touch scary and I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about that at all but 99% of me was like this is nice this is relaxing this is way easier and just chill so like you know knock on wood that nothing happened but and it was a pretty normal birth um if that's the case i'm i'm cool with it what was it like um because i talked about this on the episode where i did my birth story we were able to put reed back in the water and just kind of let him chill and you got to hold him was that moment what was that moment yeah, that, like for you that was actually the coolest moment of the whole deal because you know when i have seen our other children come into the world you know they kind of take you take them away and they start cleaning them off right away and, and obviously the baby seems to be crying pretty often and they they may even like you know wash them or check their weight or whatever it was but like in this case it was a cool moment because we just kept the baby in the water and like the baby seemed just happy it seemed like nothing had happened it seemed like he was home and that he was literally just chilling taking it all in and like looking around and it was it was it was a cool moment that that is something i will will remember forever do you feel like do you feel like a special bond because of that? I mean, no, not like a special bond. <laughs> it was a cool moment, but like, I don't think, I don't think like mine and his relationship had some formational it, foundation because of that moment, really. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't magical because it was magical for me. It was cool. <laughs> Uh, I like this because our brains are so different. Uh, like, I don't think anything would be different in the long run if we didn't have that moment. N- really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so strange. I, just, I mean, I just think he, he'd be fine either way at the end of the day. Well, yes, yes. But I didn't know if, like, there was something that... I don't remember what happened to me the moments after birth, so I don't... Well, yeah, but don't you have a warm and fuzzy memory now? Like, doesn't it make you feel like, oh, like, I don't, like... It was nice. Like, your heart It was a nice moment, but I don't know if it, like... It doesn't make you feel like you could just burst apart in happiness? It was nice. It was a great (laughs) moment. Because I when when I look at the birth photos or if I think about it, it like makes me all. Yeah, it was a happy moment, but like I don't think like it like makes my oxytocin go nutso. That's where we're different. It was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was nice. (laughs) (laughs) I wish all my babies could have been born like that. Just got to chill and float in the water afterwards. 
And it was just, it was cool and like the experience that like the midwives, which people may some people may think this is weird, but for me it was just kind of beautiful. Was I don't know if you remember, but like even Ashley, my midwife was like telling Reed like I love you, like I love you, like welcome to the world, like just like get like sh- putting the energy out into the after the birth was just like love. I've I've talked about it. it just felt like a loving experience, and just to hear other people say that and like bring that to him. See, it's funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I am enjoying talking to you about this because it just kind of cracks me up that we just have such two different experiences and the same <laughs> experience. I was just happy that like everything went well and I was like, all right, uh, what now? What next? I wasn't really like, I guess I should be more in the moment in those situations. It was just, I was just happy that it went well and it, the baby was here and I was like more focused on like, the analytical stuff of like, all right, well now what? Let's, we gotta get the baby out. We gotta get Jade in bed. We gotta drain the tub. We gotta get you set up. Like I don't know, my mind just started moving to like the next things because it's such like a hectic day that I maybe wasn't just present in those like fifteen minutes and like relaxing. Well, no, I think you were. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, I was present. I was but it's just, it just, but, uh, it's, I was, I was more thinking about what's next, what's next, what. Yeah, next. it just shows how you and I are like our brains. Our personalities are so different, you know. For me, it was very spiritual, emotional, um, just kind of this. I mean, people know, like, I was hoping for like an a, re- a redemptive birth. So for me, it was like this. Uh, what do you call it? Just like this peak of like life for me at that moment, you know. That was your peak moment of life. And uh, yes, for the last couple, yeah, for the last year. That's like, it was like all this. I thought it was when you met me, baby. (laughs) That was five years ago. No, I mean, just like all these expectations, I guess I had for my, for what I was hoping for, you know, it kind of, yeah. So for me, it was like, it was all this that had been built up and like me hoping that this would happen, but knowing that it might not happen, Yeah, you know. Honestly, maybe that's why you're like, you've been happier post-birth too because the whole experience went how you wanted it. I don't know. Something to think about. Because like Jade gets like obsessed over birth stuff when she's pregnant. Like I love uh, it. I mean, obsessed. That's literally, I think, why you started this podcast because like the first time that you 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 were pregnant. You won't listen to me. There was like, I don't know. (laughs) She was like, I don't know. A few months pregnant, whatever it was, and literally all this woman talked about was pregnancy stuff, like twenty four seven. Like I'd try to sit, switch the subject, she'd be like, "Uh huh." And did you know this about this, 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 this? I'm pregnant, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I know you're pregnant. I'm proud of you. I love you. Pregnancy is cool, and I like parts of it, but <laughs> this is a lot. So like, when you are pregnant, you like, I think you spend like ninety nine percent of your day like thinking about your pregnancy and like what happens next and like how you want it to go and like this motherhood thing and that motherhood thing and that's what that's what's great that's what makes you such a good mom but you you literally like it becomes your whole life there for a while so i think when it went maybe a ray with brooks i think it probably is that a word disarray she went i don't know what i'm talking about i don't know i don't know words when it went (laughs) when it went when it went crazy with the whole closet birth and I feel like it like stressed you out to the max. And then this one went exactly how you had it in your head. And I just think it really shows. Well, I, 
enjoy learning for one. I like to learn about things. So when I was first pregnant, I wanted to learn about every part of it, you know? Right. And then I just fell in love with it. So that's probably why you had to hear me talk about it 24-7. And I still do. Yeah. I still do. I'm still sending you articles all the time on Instagram. Look at this article on how to like... All the time. How to approach Emmy when she's upset. How to do this, you know? Or just I mean? like other women, like their birth stories. Like, oh, look how cool this was. And, look how, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I literally I literally could care less about most of the stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. Like I try to act interested, but it... I just don't have the the care at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think like I've always since, well, since I became pregnant, I guess it struck a passion in me. And then now I feel like I have more of a passion too for moms, especially after what I went through with Brooks, because it wasn't just like, for me, it was like in that moment when everything was going crazy, I thought like the thoughts in my head were like I'm dying like something's wrong with Brooks yeah because I went straight into transition and the pain was so unreal and I just couldn't stop the the contractions were just on top of each other there was no break right so I couldn't relax I couldn't even have a moment to be like okay like let's collect my let's collect our thoughts this is the next step you know it was like continuous my body was in continuous stress and pain and contraction contracting so I thought like something was wrong. I thought like I was going to die or the baby was going to die. And I feel like those feelings catapulted me into postpartum depression, postpartum post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I just had a lot of those feelings from that trauma. It just like spun me. And I feel like I just spun for a long time. And really getting pregnant with Reed was the best thing that ever happened to me because I feel like my hormones were still so out of whack too that getting pregnant almost rebalanced my hormones. Kind of like wiped your pregnancy slate clean and yeah. gave you a fresh yes. look at it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's night and day just watching you, honestly, between yeah. between Brooks and Reed. It really is. Like it it's it's pretty it's that's been kind of one of the most interesting things to me is just how different you seem. Um But I also didn't know how to reach out for help when it, with everything that I went through with Brooks. And this time around, I just knew like I needed somebody to talk to. And ironically enough, like my midwife, Ashley, my prenatal appointments would be like therapy too. She would, cause it's holistic care. So she would ask me all these things and not just talking about them and realizing like I had so much to still process and kind of making that part of my pregnancy journey was processing that and letting go before I could have another baby, you know, before I birthed another baby and had another birth experience. I feel like all that helped. So I wish I would have been not like, I guess like strong enough or just like aware enough and like brave enough to have gotten help or asked for help. Right. When no, I, cause I, I knew I needed help. Like I was screaming on the inside. I just didn't know how to express it. And I was probably just really ashamed that yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I had how all to, these feelings. I didn't know how to help you after the whole Brooks thing. Yeah, I, I I could tell something was off in you, but I I didn't know what to do. Um, and then when it came time for this birth, like I didn't know if it would happen again. Um, and honestly, I like I, normally when when you came to me, you're like, I think I want to do the the doula and this and that and all these things. I, I was like, oh God, whatever. Like none of that stuff's gonna actually matter. That that's what I thought in my head, but like it. If you're listening out there and you are pregnant, like just whatever feels right for you, whatever whatever you want to do for 
yourself like your um, intuition yeah like go with it and like take the time to help your mental health during pregnancy because it's not just a physical healing it, it there's part mental for sure from at least from what i've seen what i've witnessed in our home so take the time to put yourself first a little and like take those little extra steps whether it's something big whether it's something small because i've noticed just a better life for our entire family um when those measures were taken. That's really deep. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, It's nice to hear those things from a male's perspective. I have a question for you then. This is still going to stay kind of on this track. How, I guess all, obviously all personalities, all situations, all people are different, but like as like a man who's watching his wife go through something, what's like the best way for a woman to like say, I need help you know what I mean like ah that's a good it's a good question um I don't know because like I've never like dealt with any like I I don't feel like I go through ups and downs as much as some people so like to me I'm I feel like I stay kind of in a level playing field not too high not too low but like I saw you get low but you wouldn't necessarily like comment on it or if I tried to like I'd get frustrated sometimes and I'd be like you're just like so down all the time you would just like silence up a little bit and not really go I'm, into it not not talk about it I'm very me. good at masking too yeah so like so. I could see there was something below the surface and like you weren't just quite quite right um and I, so I, I don't know it's a good question because like I don't know I didn't know if I was supposed to pry too hard if I was supposed to just let you heal how you needed to heal um I I don't know yeah I I really that's I think that's just the hard part of it I guess just communication maybe we should have just communicated better but I I think I I wish you would have communicated more with me to let me know that it like truly was more of like a postpartum depression type scenario because I just thought you were like mad at me and like moody af half the time and like <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean i i didn't know i mean how serious that's probably not false i yeah. mean it was probably you know part of it but yeah i, I didn't know that it w- if you were just pissed at me or like if there was something really going on with you i guess just communicate more at least for ho- hopefully the, the women should communicate with their family as much as they can and be open and honest even though that might be hard to do and then on my side I wish I, in hindsight, I wish I would have been like a little bit more understanding because I would get frustrated when I felt like you were just like down in the dumps like all week mm-hmm. and I would just get like frustrated I'd be like, what, where's my wife? Like, what the heck's going on? Like, come on, snap out of it. And I, I wish I would have realized that you weren't just. That I wasn't actually okay. Yeah. Right. So. I wish like. So yeah, communicate and understanding. I wish like when I look back, although this is my own personal journey and now I feel like I've really stood up for myself and really been proactive I I say all the time on this podcast like advocating for myself like I've really found like an inner strength that I didn't think that I had to push through for myself but I wish you would have been a little bit more proactive in like asking me I guess because I didn't know how to ask for myself yeah yeah and I I, had I known the the level of it I I think I would have I I was just thought you were like I said I thought you were mad at me and I was just waiting for the the mood to pass and it just didn't and then I the whole thing just kind of but it wasn't really like 
I don't, oh, I mean, I'm sure I had angry moments, but I feel like my whole situation wasn't like anger, was it? No, it's it was just a quiet sadness more than angry. You weren't angry ever. Yeah. That's actually what made me like more frustrated slash angry is that like you just seemed like just sad and wouldn't talk I was. And wouldn't but wouldn't talk about it like there were moments where like i felt like i tried to like get it really out of you and I, I, maybe i didn't handle it with the most you know compassion but you would just like bottle up and clam up even more when when those situations arose and then i just didn't know what to do you know i'm like like what the heck's going on like something's going on like this is crazy this is sad this is weird but like she won't really tell me anything yeah and then i just got like i just got like frustrated and because i don't you know i didn't know what to do i didn't know what was going on yeah i mean we had never been through this something like that together right and your your personality and i just feel like who you are you're probably somebody who's not susceptible to depression you know your brain chemistry yeah i mean i don't feel like i am at all like i know people go through all sorts of different things but like yeah i I don't understand it yeah because i don't i don't i I honestly can honestly can say i don't think i've ever really like felt an inkling of it even when things were hard in my life um so i well well you get anxiety like i wouldn't say you have whatever i would never say like you have like anxiety that's more like a, a mental health issue, but you get anxiety, you know? So like you understand I get anxiety like, when, and you're, you don't get sad. You get mad. I get anxiety when I like feel like I can't fix something or control something or get something to go the way I think it should. Yeah. Which I think actually made our little situation harder because I could see that there was something going on and you I didn't know fix to fix, how to fix it. And then it's like the same way when, when our kids, like if they fall down and get you hurt, get mad. I get pissed and i'm not like pissed at them or pissed at anyone i'm like (laughs) truly upset that my child got hurt and instead of like rushing to like just try to be console them and make it better i'm like oh why did that happen i'm so mad that happened i'm mad that my kid is hurt right now like it is you know i don't know so i feel like the two things almost kind of correlate yeah that is an interesting thing about you is when you get mad when the kids get hurt oh it pisses me off beyond control because like i feel like Oh, what if I could have done something to prevent that? And now I'm pissed. (laughs) Which makes me mad because like you're like swearing and getting angry and like instead of just like, like for me, like I'm just that mom that like goes over there and like asks them what happened and asks them what they need. If they need a hug or a kiss or a boo-boo, you know, kiss the boo-boo or whatever they, whatever they need where you're like. I don't like to see my kids sad. Bleep, 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 I know. I'm bad. (laughs) Uh, no, it's just interesting. My anxiety goes through the roof when I feel like I can't fix something Thanks. or control the situation. And that kind of reverted back to when you were going, you know, through the lows that I didn't know what to do. And I like, it, it angered me cause like I knew kind of there was something there, but I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to, how to prevent it. And it just kind of like volcanoed. <laughs> If you didn't get pregnant again, because like, honestly, you were still kind of going through it when we got pregnant, at least it yes. seemed like it from my point of view. Because I was only 
six months postpartum. If we didn't get pregnant again, and like obviously that changed your your hormones, your chemicals in your body, and like just life. Like, do you think what well, it would have just gone away in time? Do you think you would have needed to do something about it? I don't. I don't know because. I don't know because there was definitely like a tipping point where like it was just not going to work anymore. And I think I was just like, I think at that point, I think I was reaching out to other people and kind of like sharing what I felt like was like the secret I had. And I remember reaching the out. secret of postpartum depression. Yeah, yeah. How I felt what I was going through. And um, I reached out to this Instagram influencer who's been very vocal um, about the postpartum depression that she went through and so I reached out to her and messaged her and her and I started text messaging and she had tried calling me several times and I, I was just like too scared. And, but I need, like, I it was kind of like this little seed that was planted to, you know, get this out of my body that like how I, this is how I felt. This is what I'm feeling. And for her to just validate it. And so I feel like eventually I probably still, because she felt like a safe person, I probably still would have opened up to her. At and some hope, point. Yeah, and hopefully that would have led to getting some sort of help. Right. If, if, if I still... Yeah, it just makes, makes me wonder. You know, obviously, like, getting pregnant with Reed kind of just changed the scenario for us. But, like, wh- how long would it have gone on? Would it, I don't know. You know? That'd... I don't know. I don't know enough. Yeah. And I'm sure it's unique I'm sure, for everybody. I'm sure most women don't. And I'm sure, yeah, every situation is totally, totally different. Um, and we're not trying to say our situation is how other people's are. Oftentimes, it could be completely different. It could be worse, better, shorter, longer. Oh, but, yeah. But I'm sure there's I'm sure different it's t- types of it. Like but, postpartum depression? I'm sure it varies for everybody. Right. But the moral of the story is do what needs to be done. Don't be scared to, A, bring it up to your loved ones. Talk about it. Even if it feels weird, because um, I, I, I honestly feel like more communication would have even maybe like helped. writing a letter, maybe if you can't verbally, anything. yeah, whatever, and yeah, if, if I would have gotten a letter from you, if I would have gotten anything from you, I feel like maybe I could have, even if I didn't know how to fix it, maybe could have tried to reach out to somebody who had ideas, or or, or at least I, if, if even if nothing got fixed, I would have been more understanding of mm-hmm. of of what you were going through. See, I feel like there was one point where I tried to tell you and you, just like when our kids fall down and get hurt, you got mad that I was feeling certain feelings. And so then I was like, oh, he just like gets mad at it. I wish I knew what conversation you were talking about. It's very private. I would definitely not something I really want to share on here, but it's a very specific instance because I vividly remember it. And I was like, oh, crap, like he doesn't understand He's just getting mad. I don't, you know, like, and I just felt like it wasn't like safe. See, I think I know what you're talking about now. And I don't (laughs) think the words like postpartum depression were ever once brought up. I think. I don't think think I knew what I was going through. You know, now I can, in hindsight, I understand. And I think I always like want, I mean, I did, I did know what I was going through, but I just was too afraid to like even be honest with myself. See, I wish during said conversation, I wish you would have been a little bit more black and white with me. Cause like at this point I'd just been kind of frustrated in, mm-hmm. in our marriage uh, kind of, you know, just because everything has just seemed so net down for a while now that like, if, unless you hit me between the eyes with it and tell me exactly A, B, C, D, this is what I'm going through Tanner. I need help. 
and I think you know and told me in a very clear way then I could have maybe reacted properly um because I feel like you kind of tried to hint it in hindsight now knowing what you're talking about I feel like you kind of tried to hint it towards me through a text message and I I didn't read between the lines properly obviously so I, I I just need I would need to be a little bit more clear so I know the severity of it or know what's going on rather than just again thinking that you were like angry with me yeah um, so yeah. just yeah communication I think is key and then when someone communicates with you even if take you don't it understand serious. it you have to be understanding and take it serious and take it serious like believe them whatever they're telling yeah. you yeah that's our <laughs> that was our situation. So yeah, everyone, everyone's different, but communicate. That's obviously the key to life in a zillion different areas. And then love each other and be understanding after that communication is done. Mm-hmm. But put yourself first, take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself first, then you can't take care of others. And that's what I'm learning. I've never really like, I've always been a people pleaser. I've never Jade really. puts her mask on other people on the airplane first, not herself. But yeah. You don't listen to the stewardess. <laughs> right. It's true. I would always, still to this day, if we went down on a plane, I'd put my mask, I put the mask on my children first. It's like a no brainer to me. You know what I mean? But I guess you really should have to put yours on first because then if you're not, if you pass out, <laughs> you can't get your kid's mask on anyways. But I really feel like I've learned that through this experience. So like looking back at like Brooks's birth and my postpartum and as much as like I was terrified to have a similar experience again with Reed, you know, and that's what like catapulted me into like learning all these things and trying to just heal myself. I don't regret that all of that happened to me because it's led me to where I am and I'm like such a stronger person now. I agree. You are. I love you and I'm proud of you. Don't cry. I know. I always cry when you come on here. Ours oh, used to be funny. Did, we I know. We used to be podcasts. funny. Now we're just like deep, weird God, people. Am I just getting old? Does that happen? Yes, I guess. The older you get, I become less funny and more serious. <laughs> yeah, we used to do all these like, I don't know, put you in the hot seat and make you make you uncomfortable. And now we're having these deep therapy conversations. But... Yeah, and that's why I guess like this whole postpartum talk, I guess, is we got on this conversation because I used to be or I still am obsessed with birth, but now I'm like really like obsessed with like postpartum because I think of the experience I went through, but it really makes me want to try to like help other people go if they like are going through it or like how to like lift yourself up if, you know, like with with nutrition or with you know, like therapy or whatever, you know, like all these like holistic things that it's not just like, it's not just you had a baby and now the baby needs to be taken care of. It's like all these things that the the mom needs. And I feel like I'm realizing that more and it just makes me like want to like shout it from the rooftops that women need to be taken care of too after a baby's born. Yeah, for sure. And uh, as someone who kind of rolled their eyes at those things, Tell your husbands to pay attention too, because it makes everything better in the long run. Um, or your partners, whatever. They just like work together, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe why this time around is easier for us too. Like going from 
two to three than from one to two has been easier because I feel like we're we're a better team. Do you feel like oh, we're a totally, better team? Totally. We're working together better. Yeah, this this post birth experience, if we could have ten kids, and I feel like we'd be handling it better than just one kid. <laughs> you know the the way we did before, just because it, there wasn't good communication there, and there wasn't good understanding, and obviously there were like things beyond that, you know, chemical things going on. Um, so yeah, it's all circumstantial, I think, and. It can differ between woman to woman, I'm sure, and birth to birth, obviously. Um, but yeah, your men- your mental health will make it easier. Um, so take take the time to make sure you're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just have to say that it's been a really cool experience for me to watch you change as a human being through my birth experiences, (laughs) you know, like it's not only changed me, it's changed you. And even just like you as a father and you as a parent and you you as a human, how you have evolved. It's just, uh, it's, it's. Yeah. It's opened my eyes to other things, you know, I had to probably have a pretty narrow scope of things, you know, as a single guy. And then, you know, as, as newlyweds and how, things would be regarding birth. I, I didn't know much about it and I just kind of had a picture in my mind, but or parenting, I feel. Yeah, parenting as well, but there's no there's no playbook necessarily. You have to just go on the fly and learn as you go. Yeah, and I just think it's 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 a unique cool experience for me to watch that happen for you. Like whatever your journey is. Our journey. Yeah, our journey. What's uh what's uh Alexis say on Shit's Creek? Ew, Lo- David. Love, no, love that journey for you. Oh, love that journey for us. <laughs> All right, I think we ended on that. That's funny, right? I do like Schutz Creek. <laughs> okay, guys, well, thank you, as always, for listening and for listening to Tanner's and my therapy sessions. All right, promise me the next time you drag me on here that it's going to be a positive, funny, cheery one. I will, I will ask people for funny questions for you, All and right. we'll make it funny. This was like... Really no, these good, are good though. too. Yeah, this these are good really too. Really good because totally. I think I actually I opened up to you about things that I haven't really yeah. talked to you about before. So, good stuff. Yep. Communicate, 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 and be understanding. All right. Well, I love you, Tanner, and I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I hope you got something out of this. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye.